0: Hi, this is Kashish. Welcome to a new episode of Business Odyssey.
1: Hello, we are Lashmi and Laura, partners in the journey of building communities of practice Thank you for joining us, where we focus on exploring the human-centric approach while we consider all the variables that affect it from the learning and development, performance, change processes, leadership and coaching, diversity and inclusion, and other key topics as well. Today, we are joined by Dr. Mohammed Robbie El Sheik. He is an international consultant, working in the Middle East mainly, with different types of organizations in achieving organizational excellence through people. Today, we talk about this, his experience, learnings, and how we went on this path of experiencing the human-centric approach and continuous improvement to help businesses succeed. Happy learning! Hello, Dr. Mohamed. Hello, Lashmi. Happy to be here with you. Uh, Happy to have you, Mohamed, as a guest. And if you want to introduce yourself, I think uh, you will do better than me, so.
2: (laughs) Okay, no problem. Uh, First of all, it's my great pleasure to be with you today. And I really like what you're really doing in this podcast, and I hopefully I can add the value to you and your audience, definitely. Thank you. So my name is uh, Dr. Muhammad Rabia al-Sheikh. I'm a civil engineer, but I shifted my career and this part of the story, okay, to be <laughs> a consultant, management consultant, working with process management, quality management systems, organizational excellence, and also working on the organization development part, and managing change and uh, also now i'm a certified executive coach with dr marshall goldface uh, i've been working as consultant in and out in some organization like arthur anderson in egypt and uh, i've been working also as quality manager in vodafone egypt and in Zain telecoms in kuwait i've also worked as organization development uh, head in zain group in kuwait and bahrain and uh, also I've been uh, responsible for the HR and strategy in uh, investment group, and I've also worked in uh, as as an uh, consultant in total quality management and organizational excellence in the Ministry of Finance in Kuwait. And uh, I've been a speaker and uh, trainer in in many events in the Middle East and Europe for the past let's say almost twenty years now.. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that's a lot actually so um i i i really love the the part of um totally quality management um yes i mean the process um okay uh i'm really excited about hearing you and learning from you as well uh, from the topic um from today's topic so um my first question for you is what is business? Um, I will refresh that. Um, what is achieving? What is the meaning actually of achieving organizational excellence, or what it stands for?
2: Okay, this is really a very big question because this is <laughs> <the
1: one. laughs> yes. yes, it's huge. The answer can be can be anything. So yeah.
2: yes, okay. Actually, um, because the. I think any organization it, it's built to uh, to be an excellent organization. I mean that they should be very competitive. They should be number 1 and they should put always everything in place so that they are ahead of competition. They are the choice number 1 for their customers and for the employees. Okay? So this is in in a sense what's organization excellence. Okay? But again, to to be to reach excellence, you need to build it. It's like having a building, okay? So the question was in my mind since long time ago, okay? What are the main elements of building an excellent organization or an outstanding organization? So, because I told you I'm a civil engineer, so by nature, I yeah. think of building structure. <laughs> okay? I got it. <laughs> Yes. Yes.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And this will have a very nice story also. I told you I will tell you how I shifted my career from the engineering part to more yeah. the engineering for the organization and people. Okay. So any organization is like any building, okay, have main elements that can make this organization an excellent organization. Okay. So the main elements of any organization, these are strategy. Okay. So any organization should have mm-hmm. clear strategy, clear objectives, clear direction. This includes vision, mission, and values. And then they need to have some sort of measures so that they can measure their progress and track their progress. Okay, these are key performance indicators. And then they should have leadership that put the direction and guide the whole organization towards a certain point. And then this organization need also to have processes in place so that people know how to work or this tells the people or the customers deal with the organization plus also if you can make some automation for these processes this this will ensure that you have efficiency in place and then Mm -hmm. the other element is the people of the organization so people are one of the main elements of any organization plus the culture of the organization which is the environment that the people uh, work in and the uh, whether it's encouraging people, motivating people, uh, taking, getting out the best of for everyone, or encouraging people to come up with some innovative ideas or not. And these all the elements need to be focused on the customer. So any organization that seeks excellence should look for who are their customers? What are their needs? What are their wants? And are they satisfied with the, the service they, they are providing? and always to be very close to the customer so that customers are loyal and the word of mouth is encouraging everyone to work with this organization. Mm-hmm. These are the main elements. So if they put these elements together, this will make an excellent organization, okay?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Very important point here also to mention that if any of these elements is missing, this means the, the organization will have some gaps So you can have great processes, great strategy, but the people are not qualified or you don't have enough people. This could be a gap or vice versa. Everything is great. Best systems, best processes, best people, but no clear direction, no clear strategy, okay? And the other way around, look from the process point of view, no processes, you have great people, clear direction, but people don't know how to work. So it's like systemic view or system, uh, yes, like system thinking. Yes. <laughs> yes.
1: yes, yes. So, um, because uh, you mentioned culture um, yes. there, and um, what is the what is the role that culture plays when you are looking for excellence in your organization, and how do you connect uh, with the people side as well? That's before going to um, your, I mean your your perspective and um, your experience. And how do you did this? Uh, how do you switch actually from the engineering side to the um, people upside and the process side and the change side? If that's okay. <laughs>
2: Yes, yes. That's really a very interesting question, because I've been thinking about it many times, and how I made this shift. Actually, it came all by, by chance, by accident. and it not mean it, but actually, uh, after I, I graduated as civil engineer, I worked at like uh, one or two years, and it's mainly in the construction supervision and these things. But I found a gap in the communication between the engineers or the site engineers, the managers, okay? And uh, the workers or the supervisors and so on. So this has been in my mind. And then actually I was lucky enough to start my master's degree in also in engineering, but in total quality management. So I, I took I took the topic of total quality management which was one of the hottest topics by that time in, uh, in the States mm-hmm. and Europe. And I've, I've studied it, okay? And made my master's degree there. I really like it very much for total quality management. It's about continuous improvement, involving everyone, this continuous improvement, and focusing on customer needs. Okay, So it's like utopia. Everything is great. Everyone is doing his best meeting customer requirements, people requirements. Everything was great. And then when I finished, I want to apply this on the ground. And it was very hard because <laughs> still the concept was, was very new to the people and actually what you're talking about. So, the, 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 the projects by that time, people would start working on the ISO, which is the yes. ISO 9000 the quality management yep. system. Mm-hmm. So, I started working, okay, and I was lucky to work with Arthur Anderson by that time, working in the one of the biggest construction companies in the Middle East, which is called Arab Contractors, uh, here in Egypt, all over Egypt, and they also they have projects in, uh, in the Gulf region and also Africa, and work with them to apply the ISO 9000 systems. And when I was working with the, the people there, we, yes, I tried to apply what I've learned okay, and involved people in writing the procedures and uh, going with them, everything, reviewing everything. So it was written by the people. Then when we go for implementation and we go for the audit to ensure that people are implementing, find this big gap between what we have written, still with the people, their people, and the implementation on the ground. And whenever I was going to check before the auditor comes, okay, we're doing some internal quality audits and so on, find that, yes, people don't implement. They are not convinced, okay? For me, I was very motivated. I see that the best system, you're organizing, closing the gaps, all the nice things about systems, (laughs) okay? But again, people are not implementing. So I started asking myself, this can add value to the organization, add value to the people. Why people are not really implementing this on the ground. So when I, while I was researching about this, I found that in Arthur Anderson by that time, we had a global team called the change enablement team. Okay, So this team was going in big projects like restructuring, implementing big IT systems like Oracle, SAP, and so mm-hmm. on. So big changes and they were introducing new concepts Okay, in these projects. So I started studying this part and also Uh, Doing my PhD also applied on the construction industry on change management for the companies that apply total quality management, um, ISO 9000 transformation and so on. And the main gap here was that everyone was focused on the hard side. So give me the system, give me the processes, give me the IT uh, requirements, uh, IT uh, system and so on. But again, there was minimum focus on the people side on the soft side which means communication involving people mm-hmm. uh, awareness training looking from a psychological point of view what's in it is for the people implementing this uh, linking the the kpis or the compensation systems with the performance management so it was a very interesting topic okay that let me work in this part and i discovered something very interesting and this was the introduction for many uh, a speech that I've, I've given before in, in different topics, but again, this was w- one of the main important questions. is no, Do you know how much the failure rate or success rate of uh, companies or projects, uh, companies are implementing uh, improvement projects or transformation projects or applying new systems? Okay. So how much do you think is the Success rate of of these companies applying uh, <laughs> applying this this new concept, very nice things that we hear about.
1: <laughs> uh, uh, if they are saying like a lot, I think that's a lie. It's very difficult. so um, yes. okay. So no, if I took my chances only like between ten and twenty percent of the company will implement this kind of change.
2: Yes. Yes, that, that's right. That's right. They say that more more than 70% to 80% of projects fail because they don't apply the concepts of uh, change management. Okay, mm-hmm. So this means that companies put a lot of money, a lot of investment, and a lot of time and effort. At the end of the day, after one year, after two years, they discover that they have not achieved the success that they were looking for. And the main reason were people, okay? Main reason were people are not able to implement the new concepts or not well receiving uh, the change efforts or appreciating the change efforts, okay? Mm-hmm. So th- this was very big issue for me and very important message that I always sending to senior managers or executives, okay? That this is, you, ha- you always have to take care of, of, of this part. Okay, the people side of change, people side of excellence. Okay, mm. so th- that's one of the things that shifted my thinking. It shifted also um, my way of working in, in different projects in, in the region.
1: Can I ask something before you continue? Um, yes. When you actually experienced that and you learned uh, from that, what was your... How was your first experience, like achieving actually the change uh, from the people side and from the process side and from the organizational side? <laughs> How was the experience when you when you feel that, okay, this is it, this is what i I have expecting for I have been looking for.
2: that's that's very nice uh, question actually. Uh, actually to know first the importance of people and their co- the importance of their contribution and thinking what's what's in it for me for me concept mm-hmm. uh, this makes you change the whole idea and instead of enforcing people to follow certain systems people are involved from the beginning in the planning and in the analysis okay and find gaps themselves so you are dealing with people at their your partners, okay, you are working together. Okay, in this. So whenever we are building a system, we are building system which is human-centered, okay, or people-centered. So people are the one building this Moses. And again, not only the responsible people who are in the high positions that we're working together know, but we are giving some trial implementation so that we check with the people themselves what makes sense, what does make sense, how can we convince others to do this, uh, what type of training people needs, okay? You also have like stakeholder map, mapping so that you know who are the people who will be affected by this change, to which degree, where the resistance could come from, and also how can you deal with this resistance, okay? So my, my, we had I tried this many times, okay, with the similar approaches. And it was very successful whenever we feel that the top management is convinced by this. And they give us the chance and the opportunity to work with the the executive team, plus the people who are really implementing the work so that we can build the system together, tailored to their requirements, not copy-paste or taking things off Mm -hmm. the shelf and try to impose it on them. Those, I've seen this many times, okay, in many places. Millions, millions of dollars being spent on this, and at the end of the day, find the paper, the same manuals are the same on the shelf, and no one's really making use of them. So that's really a a very uh, big challenge for everyone. Mm -hmm. Uh, Let me give you also another example about this, and also you talked before about the culture, the the important (laughs) culture. Yes. it's, it's uh, The culture, actually, one of the things that I've been reading in the, in the books, but then when I have seen it in, in the ground, that you say that organizations can copy policies, procedures, systems, strategies, but they cannot copy culture, okay? Mm-hmm. So to build an excellent organization, resilient organization, you have to build the right culture, put the right culture in place. Okay, that's why I was very lucky to join uh, Zain uh, Telecoms, the Telecoms of Zain Group in Kuwait and in Bahrain in 2003. And by that time, we had a very visionary leader, uh, Dr. Saad al Barak. He was CEO of Zain Group, Zain Kuwait, and then he expanded in the region. Okay, so in, in seven years, we'll become a giant player in Africa, and uh, Asia and uh, in the Middle East region. was 25 mm-hmm. companies for one company in less than six years, actually. And it was very, a very good experience because uh, Dr. Saab was putting a lot of emphasis on people and culture. So, for example, in the HR department that we had before, it was under support services. So we mm-hmm. had like directors, okay, and HR was under support service director. So when he came, he said, no, HR should be reporting directly to the CEO not under support service. People are the most important asset and you'll do this by doing, not by talking, okay? <laughs> yes, so he shifted the, the HR department and then they give them the empowerment so that they were having good power in the organization. So they, they moved also from administration or the, the normal HR into mm-hmm. more into strategic partner. okay? That's what we're reading about, but not seeing. His vision also is to build the flat organization. So before we had hierarchical Mm. and many levels in many organizations. And again, so I said, I need three, four layers maximum. Okay. Definitely we could not apply this by by three, four layers. (laughs) Yes. Because it differs from one organization to another. But again, we were, were thinking of flat organization, minimizing the layers. Okay. So that people can take decisions quickly uh, communication moves smooth smoothly so this was the first part the, the part regarding hr the other part was regarding the culture and leadership so he was very keen to build to to have clear cultural values okay and also we 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 were using consultants that in each operation that we had in separate country we have one or two resident consultant working with the people, HR people, uh, HR team in this organization so that they can identify the culture values. And then it was a brand value because we have uh, rebranded our company. And so the new brand comes with values for the customer and values for the employees. And we're having session with each team or a lot of employees, almost all employees in different departments and functions see how this reflected on their daily work okay so this is the mm-hmm. bad values how can you do this in your organization or your function what does this mean for you how can you apply it and so on so there were there was a lot of emphasis on building the right culture the 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 right values in place and we we'll try to align everything afterwards so hiring new mm-hmm. employees with these values uh, promotion and uh, 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 evaluation, performance evaluation was going in this direction as well. Leadership development, so everything was trying to be aligned in this direction.
1: Okay. So um how do you because um uh something is um going in my mind that uh you mentioned uh like the hard part and the and the soft part that um mm-hmm what you discover i mean it's um, is that usually when you go on to a transformation project or transformational organizational transformational um so you have uh, sometimes or most of the time the focus is on just the process and the and the and the system or the technology but the most important part or the other part that is balancing uh, this kind of transformation is people. So how do you manage to balance that when you go on the field?
2: Okay. Uh, actually, again, it's look for the <clears throat> top management. Okay. Mm-hmm. What are the priorities of top management? And normally, you find the top management are focusing on the hard side. And why? Because hard side is easily to measure and easily to quantify. So. I will put system in place, IT system, okay? Applications, software, mm-hmm. and so on. I can invest in this. So top management are ready to invest in this part. Uh, when you say that, we'll do process or get certification going for ISO 9000 or any ISO certificate, or I go for the uh, any award for excellence award, okay? Like IFICAM or Malcolm Baldridge. So people, okay, will, will also mm-hmm. invest. The, the, the hardest part is to look for the people as well. OK, is to qualify the people, make them, you, you as you say, they put the right person in the right place, OK? And this comes also from the hiring. So we have very nice statement that I really like it. And each time uh, I, I find it's really true. Say, mm-hmm. hire for attitude, train for skills, OK? Hire for attitude and train for skills. And I've seen this, OK? Actually, yeah, very nice story that happened also in, in Zane Group. Uh, we had, uh, in, in our philosophy in, in Zane, we were balancing between performance and people. So we're performance-based culture, but again, focusing on the people. So in Zane, for example, we had something, we don't have the performance management system traditional one. We had something called Zane dialogue. So it's dialogue between the top management or the, the manager supervisor with his pe- people mm-hmm. and so on. You are not allowed to say about your one working under your uh, supervision, my subordinate. You are not allowed to do the same team member, OK? So this part of, of the culture and values, OK? So what happened is that we were uh, we have um, making acquisition for a, a certain company in, in certain country. And the top management there, uh, some of them they have joined the group because of the restructuring and so on. So one of these people, he joined the group, but he was a bit tough with people, okay? And from the first two weeks, it was very clear that he has different way of dealing. Uh, We didn't have any choice in the beginning to select or not select him. But again, he was asked by the HR, you have to change your way. And we tried to give him some coaching, some guidance and so on. But again, the guy was a bit harsh. People. So he was focusing because different culture he came. The culture is culture was that it's performance, 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 not for people. Okay. So mm-hmm. he couldn't continue with us more than three months. Okay. But he was asked to leave the organization. So this is part of how you can make people or the importance of people and how you can balance between both the hard side and soft side. So we were looking for, yes. Sorry about <laughs> No, mm-hmm. Having the right people, put them in the right place, give them the right authorities, encourage them, motivate them. Okay, mm-hmm. and everyone was really feel that he's valued in in the organization. Take people opinion. Okay, so it's more of getting people feeling that they are responsible, they are accountable for any action inside the organization. It's not about imposing systems on them. Again, it's not the the the, the wonderful world and everything was, uh, mm-hmm. was was great. We had a lot of challenges definitely, okay, because sometimes yes, you have to focus on the systems or process. but again, people were in the center of our thinking, okay, and in the center of our actions. So we were thinking about people and how can we empower them. And we had also very nice experiences that we have seen in different operators, because in, in, the, in the countries we're working on, for example, in Bahrain, it was new operator, okay. So we started from scratch Mm -hmm. and the first layer of managers and uh, who built the organization, after some time, they used the second layer to replace them within less than two years, okay? So this organization was very dynamic, very young organization. So it was like an example for anyone to see how empowerment of people and how involved with people makes a big difference, okay? We had another, uh, also another shift in one of the old organization, but, we had do some restructuring and some uh, senior managers were from the uh, young also generation. So we had a lot of uh, cultural change and very dynamic. So again, it's, it's about keeping the balance between the two things. Yes, we are very keen about the results and the performance, but at the same time, about empowering people, seeing new leadership and also achievements. And the secret thing, is about success stories, OK? How can you create success stories and share these success stories, OK, within the different organization so that you can build the right culture and mm-hmm. make this an example of success story, and you can share it with other operators as well. <laughs>
1: mm-hmm. so, I, so I have two I... questions.
0: i sorry. Please go on. <laughs> OK. So uh with, with regards to that example that you shared, Dr. Muhammad, about this visionary leader, uh like in books we talk a lot about leadership buying, you know, for transformation, change, and all of that. Now, when everything is coming from the visionary leaders saying that, you know, we we really want people to play hr to be more of people centered you know people centric uh, how did the other people within the organization including maybe the mid level management or what or other people how did they take it did they buy in instantly because this was coming from this leader uh, you know and and the position he was in or still you saw there was a setback from other people um so How was the dynamics in that part? Uh, Was it completely, everybody completely supported the leader or there was a tug of war a little bit that was going, so how was that part? Just just curious to know. Yeah, thanks.
2: Actually, you put your your finger on the hottest topic. Very challenging one. I'm not sure if I have said this before or not, but it's very important, it's like a secret. I'm telling you, but it was really very challenging because what happened, you know, whenever you have a visionary leader, okay, and part of the change management is creating the supporting committee or supporting team, okay, from the senior executives also as well. So our vision by that time is that we have always to communicate with, with the senior managers and the middle managers to implement, show them the vision, the values, and so on. So we had each quarter, we had... A meeting for all managerial level in all operations all over uh, the different places in one place so that we stay three days together share the kpis share the best uh, practice the success stories everyone giving update and so on mixing together so it was it was very hard exercise but it was very good to make people are aligned and sure they are in the right direction so what actually happened is that in the meetings everything was great Okay, everybody say yes, sir, great, right direction and so on. Although the, the, the CEO was always saying, please tell me no, and uh, you are free to tell me different ideas. I'm, 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 I'm not you know, the best perfect person. Okay, you can share with me, tell me no. And frankly speaking, without no fear, okay? But again, most of the people, senior manager, were in saying, yes, great, great, great. But again, when we finish and go back to the operations itself, we find, again, we are back to almost normal, okay? So where are these nice things and so on? So we were struggling, okay? Between the uh, champions that really are convinced by this, like the vision, like the values, want to implement it, and most of the, let's say, middle managers, some of the senior managers who are not yet, because at the end of the day, they're looking for the numbers, performance, and so on. So it was like not easy, definitely very challenging. Okay, but again, our um, say methodology or approach to this was that to create change champions within the, each country. Okay, and these champions try to be the change agents or champions. They try to promote the values and so on. So changing the culture gradually. Okay, I'd say we were not very successful, but I mean we were successful. So. We were doing a lot, but there were a lot of lessons learned also as well in, in this experience, but it's really a very challenging thing.
0: Thank you. Thanks
1: for answering that, yeah. Yes, um, I, I was on mute. Uh, the part of, um, you remember something about uh, a project actually that's um it's like the same thing like many companies saying that uh, yes we are going uh, in the agile way and when you start talking about okay how do you connect with people if these people who is the people that is involved in this who are the who are the change um, the change agent who are the champion who are the subject matter experts And uh, by the end of that meeting, or by the end of that conversation, you you realize actually that they are not implementing um, the agile or whatever it is, the the framework or the chain uh, project that they are saying, just um, only on the IT side. uh, I mean, that's from my experience, actually. Um, So when you were saying that, but uh, yes, the middle, uh, <laughs> the senior level um, has the buy-in and they speak frankly and they want to promote that culture. But when it comes to middle managers or C-suite maybe sometimes, um, then you find the bottleneck. So it's, it's the other size of the process actually or the common standard when the buy-in um, is missing from them from the board of, direct, of director, for example, and you have the, your C-suite and your management or your middle level with that buy-in. So in that case, um, that is the, sa- the same that Lashmi just asked you about. What are um, your learnings from the people side? Um, when it's come to that kind of situation. It is not a normal situation that the leadership has the buy-in and the middle managers doesn't have. So when it's come to to that scenario, what are your learnings from, uh, from the people side? Yes, uh,
2: let me tell you something very important. Uh, Actually, the people side also of the organizational transformation, organizational excellence, or all these nice systems, actually find that there is a complete section for the people side. Okay. So also theoretically, my framework, they say that you should focus on people, select the right people, qualify them, train them, motivate, retain, do whatever. Okay, so it's really part of what's written again in any framework or any mm-hmm. guidelines for building uh, organization excellence or achieving organization excellence. Okay, uh, but again, on on the ground, again, the challenge is that uh, the the people who are we consider as the most important asset and this most important uh thing in the organization many senior managers don't look to things this way because they came from old school or they have this mentality and so on and what's really dangerous about this i'm talking about people so leadership or senior manager they are also people okay but they are the most critical part of the people because this not only uh, uh leading the organization but also they are shaping the culture of the organization Okay, so if we say that it's an open environment, it's transparent, uh, we share knowledge, experience, you feel safe, no fear and so on. And then someone do something which is not right and then taking an action against him. When anyone speaks, he's in big trouble and so on. So this destroys whatever we are talking about. Cause one action can destroy years of, of working about talking and values and nice things so again one of the most important things we we were going in two directions in this part first part is trying to coach build leadership development program plus coaching executive coaching to the all the managerial level in across the group i'm talking about Zain specifically because it was really rich experience okay and it was a very good place for learning a lot of lessons okay so we had leadership development, uh, and our leadership development uh, practice was built on your strengths. Okay, so strengths-based leadership. Okay, mm-hmm. was something called appreciative inquiry, and we're building on your strengths and building on this. So this was number one: trying to coach people, improve their capabilities, and so on. And again, because they shape the culture, put the values first, and so on. Second, some people were not really. Uh, Aligned with us, or uh, I'd say that they have different mentality. So we were trying to, whenever we are replacing existing managers or, or senior managers, we were trying to select them according to some criteria that fits with uh, our culture and values and so on. So we use some psychometric assessment or uh, also from people that uh, you know them from before, dealt with them before. So we were trying to replace leaders who really live and reconvince with the culture and values with the people who are old school or maybe not really fitting with us, okay? Again, as I told you, this takes time and this is very challenging, but again, at least we had this vision. And also we were trying to promote people from within who are convinced and live the values, live the Zane way, as we call it by that time. Mm-hmm. So you can find a lot of people, they are very enthusiastic to implement this, and they were really living the dream, because by that time, we were having a lot of uh, nice things about Zane, uh, wonderful world, and uh, the dream and making uh, our world better and different, and so on. So find many people, especially the young people, who were really enthusiastic to implement this, okay? It's very challenging, but at least we were Trying in different directions to, to reach this part.
1: Okay, thank you for sharing that. I'm um, I'm thinking about uh, like three more questions. The, if that's okay, um, like the first yeah. one is uh, you mentioned about the coaching a uh, coaching program, and then uh, I, I mean how I mean, the role that people play in all this. So how do you connect both? I mean, if you can talk about um, a little deeper about the coaching side and an employee experience or a human experience connecting both.
2: Okay. Actually, as I told you, we, we had leadership assessment first for all the managerial level. So almost like 200, 300, something like this, manager across Zingro, Group. And we were uh, doing some, after the assessment, we do some leadership development program. And at the end of the program, there were coaches coming from uh, States or Europe mainly, and they were working with meeting one-on-one uh, with the, these leaders and help them select one or two behaviors that they want to change and build with them a development plan, okay? So they were putting an action plan with them and then each quarter they have a visit and sit with them again to see how they are progressing with the uh, development in the leadership capacity, okay? So this was the main idea of the executive coaching uh, by that time, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, now, as I told you, I'm, I'm working with Marshall um, uh, Goldsmith's methodology. And this methodology is very nice also as well because it's stakeholder-centered uh, coaching approach. So it's all about people perception. So the stakeholders around you, either your peers, your manager, or your uh, team, okay, they, mm-hmm. they also evaluate you and they, you define one behavior. And you work with this for almost one year, minimum of nine months. And we measure in the beginning, and each quarter also we measure. But the, the the what I like about this part is that people around you give you actions. Okay, so the people around you give you actions, and you write it down, and you just say thank you. Okay, and you try <laughs> to implement. Yes, he said yes. What I like about Dr. Marshall Goldsmith say, any feedback is a gift definitely, but say thank you. Don't argue. Take the feedback. Right down and see how can you implement it. okay so each month you have new actions that you have to implement and see how can you progress and his methodology is very good because uh, with 95 percent of people working with this methodology they achieve progress in their uh, leadership capacity okay
1: mm-hmm. i see okay so let's make do you want to ask something
0: no, no. Go ahead. Go ahead, Laura.
1: No, it's okay. I I, I will remember the question.
0: <laughs> so, uh, in 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 terms of um like giving the action items, uh, Doctor Muhammad and and people working on that, uh, how has it been? Like the coaches, in your experience, do you think that they had to change their style? or their coaching technique or approach when interacting with each of the leaders i mean the executive team or the coaches had a standard toolkit in their you know toolbox and they just utilized that how was that or or what have you experienced um be it in this organization or elsewhere too um normally
2: coaches when they come They have their central methodology or certain framework they want to work with. Okay. So they have certain questions they ask you and they help you develop or select what behavior and how can you improve this behavior and so on. So that at the end of the day, they improve your leadership capacity. However, this definitely will differ from one person to another. And this depends mainly on the experience of the coach. Okay. Mm -hmm. That he can see how and when to select the right question. Okay. Because some people are more open. They are very uh, nice and they are very open to changes, they want to develop and so on. Other people still in the the shock denial phase or (laughs) as you know, they're not very nice with feedback and so on. So you have also to find their way. Again, I think the success rate of the coaching programs depend again on the character of the uh, senior managers or the leaders that you are coaching, okay? That's why also uh, I'd say that one thing that I've learned from Dr. Marshall Goldsmith and his methodology, that he say, I don't work with anyone. I work only with successful people who want to achieve more success. Don't bring to me someone and say that this person is on the edge and he's three months to go out of the organization. And if he's not following your coaching, he'll be out. Say, so, you no, know, I don't work with these people. I'm working with successful people to be more successful. So again, it's about people have courage, they have humility, they have the decision that they want to improve. Okay, so he select again. He's very selective with his people. That's why wow. his success rate is very high. Wow, interesting.
0: interesting. Mm-hmm. Thank you,
2: yes. thank you,
1: Doctor mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Um, So the other question I have for you is: um, How do you measure the um, along the, the journey? How do you measure the performance of the organization and on a quality level when i'm talking about measuring i am always referred to quality not to quantity i mean how do you reflect the change or what do you want to change uh, in the first place after um, i mean a year or maybe a year and a half or maybe every two years or whatever is the um, It's a timeline. But how do you uh, see reflected those changes? At all levels, I mean.
2: That's really a very also good question and very long answer. (laughs) (coughs) Yes. Sorry about that. (laughs) No, no, you're very clever in selecting questions. Okay, (laughs) but this is actually it's very challenging. Why it's very challenging? Because. Not anyone in, in most of the organization they think about this uh, this question okay So everyone is very busy okay and if you're working with uh, as I said the Tyson and Sardin, for example, you want the certificate. So certificate is your success. you're working with organization accents like if you can or whatever so getting the, the certificate at the end of the day <clears throat> say that you are great. But again this is not the success. So we have to go back and identify success in the beginning of this project or any project. What does success mean to you? Stop management for employees, for the company, for everyone. So we have to define this from the beginning. So we agree what success means for everyone. Because people have different mentalities, different expectations, so not everyone is aligned. Of course, you know that in the previous or the, the past, <laughs> the, the main fo- focus was on finance. So profit, revenue, all these numbers, which mm-hmm. is which drives all the, the big uh, guys, okay? The big guys want numbers. then they, But again, with the balance scorecard and people, their uh, improvement of thinking and so on. So we know that now it's not about the numbers only. Numbers are very important, okay? And mm-hmm. let's say 70% are numbers, okay? But again, what about the people in the organization, okay? How happy they are. What's their retention rate? What is the turnover rate? What's their uh, motivation? How they contribute to, uh, to the organization, okay? And also for the customers, customer loyalty, customer satisfaction, and also uh, getting new markets and the market share and all this word of mouth, how people talking about you in the media, on the glass door or... So it's, now it's very open with social media, okay? You, it's, it's very open. So, you can also have some success measures regarding both the people side, side the organization, and also the customer side outside the organization. And again, yes, you can measure it by number, but it's more about people perception and how they are talking about you, your brand, and so on. Okay. Plus, definitely the internal part, which is the operational excellence part or process excellence, which is about the efficiency in your work processes and time delivery time and the quality of output and the accuracy and uh, again safety or you can put all the internal measures also internally so it's again about what type of organization we are building are we building for the short term only or for the mm-hmm. midterm long term okay again now organizations many organizations realize that they have also responsibility towards the society okay especially after the COVID-19 and all these changes and so on. So it's not only about organization, profits, loss, or making people happy, not happy, or keeping your customers. No, it's more about, again, you have purpose, you have mission for this organization. Everyone knows the mission, everyone works for common purpose, and so on. So again, this needs high level of maturity in the managerial level, senior managers in the organization. And again, how can you keep everyone in the organization aligned? It's very challenging, but as long as you have the, the CEO or the DM of this organization is going certain direction and trying to build his supporting team who are really convinced by the same uh, mission and vision and everything and values. Now they can all work together. They can send the messages to the to the people and they can see from the actions, not only the words, what's going on how can this help in building the, the organization they like, okay? So success stories, are there they are available not in every place. I know that there are few organizations doing this, <laughs> but there, but there are there are some organizations doing this, not the perfect, but at least they know the way, and they are trying to go in the right direction
1: mm-hmm. yes, I agree with you on that um, <laughs> so I will say my final question, but there is one more uh, but um. If you have to summarize on key learnings uh, through the path of achieving organ- organizational excellence, what will you say those key learnings are?
2: Select the right people, put them in the right place, and they will do whatever you like, okay? So there are two schools here. First school say what you need to do and then get the right people to do what you want. Or other people get the right people, and they will tell you what to do. Okay, so I like this second school more. Get the right people. Don't tell them what they they will tell you what to do because they are the right people in the right place, especially in the senior positions because they are the one leading the organization very close to the CEO. Okay, he's he listens to them too much. They are building the culture, putting everything in the right direction. So select the right people. Put a lot of emphasis, especially on leadership to select the right people in the leadership.
1: Great. So, I don't know if you want to say something else. <laughs>
2: or if... For me, this is for me, this the, is the key right OK, OK.
1: Yes, I, I
2: think, yeah, I told you, I told you I'm the process guy, yes. I'm the organization systems guy, but after all this experience, I believe people are the main differentiator because they lead everything else. They lead the systems, processes, customers, mm-hmm. they lead everything. So, get the right people especially in the uh, higher top management and everything would be going in the right direction
1: right great thank you so much for sharing that uh Lashman, if you want to ask something before I I trigger my last question <laughs> to no. dr Mohammed go ahead go ahead Laura uh, because it's to close the the episode that's why uh, no worries. yeah, Okay, please go ahead with your Thank you. Yeah. Okay, so it's easy. It has a short answer. Uh, I assume. So, where people can reach you up?
2: Uh, actually, uh, I'm available in different uh, types of uh, social media. I'm available on LinkedIn. Uh, also, we have we have also uh, launched a very nice group in uh, it called HR Leaders Squate. Okay, we have also our uh, YouTube channel. We will do some episodes like the one you are doing like now, but it's in different format. And uh, we are working in different areas. Our uh, our main objective was to move people from the traditional HR side, which is the administration into more strategic and business partner, and then uh, by with the COVID 19 and everything, we started to do everything online and expanded our reach and our uh, subjects, not only in the HR, but in the quality, excellence, OD, and uh, leadership, and all, all the things that help people development and organizational excellence. Okay. So we, we uh, you have my, I will send also my, my email and my mobile number. And we have many uh, existence in many, many places in the social media. Okay, and definitely, uh, uh, I'm very grateful that I was with you today, and share my experience with you. And hopefully, uh, inshallah will have uh, people will benefit from this episode.
1: Yes, indeed. I, I'm looking. I mean, I we are looking for that that people, the audience, benefit from the experience that our guest speakers has. Have so. Um, It has been a great pleasure to hear about your experience and your learning as well. Um, It is a great topic and not a common vision to have, Um, not a common, uh, I would say thing, but it's not thing. It's not common to see people focusing from the system side or the process side too much on the people side. So that's great and the experience you have, I find it not just amazing, but that really adds value. And you are also a community HR leader. So um, thank you so much for your time, Dr. Mohammed. I appreciate a lot. Uh, and when I say I, I'm talking about last me too. <laughs> I'm sorry for that, uh, um, but once
0: again, uh, thank you so much. Thank you, Dr. Mohammed. Thank you, it was wonderful, yeah. As Laura said, loads of experiences, loads of storytelling, and inspiring others as well mm-hmm. as the companies and also. Thank you so much. We are honored to have you. Yeah.
2: Thank you so much. My great pleasure, and i uh, always wish you best of luck. And uh, hopefully, uh, we'll have another meetings, and hopefully we yes. can uh, we can add value to people because again, it's part of my mission. It's to help. People grow and inspire mm-hmm. them for growth in both the, their personal side and their career side as well.
1: Yes, cool. Cool. I agree with that. So stay safe.
2: Thank you so much. Thank My you. great pleasure. Wishing you all the best.
1: Thank you. Same. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
2: Bye bye. Bye bye. Thanks to everyone who makes these podcasts possible. In particular, thanks to the guest speakers and to you who are on the other side listening. If you liked it and were able to learn something new today, we invite you to share it with your entire network. We also invite you to subscribe to our different channels to follow our latest news. If you are interested in being part of these series, you can apply by clicking on the link that is in the general presentation of the podcast. Until next time.
1: A special thanks to the boys, Kashis Wadbani.